Okay. Hey, Connor. Hey, Connor. Uh, so, I mean, these five chapters, um, last, last episode, last section, I kind of mentioned, like, it, it felt like, um, there's been all this, like, building up and forward momentum, and then, like, just, just the last five chapters, it kind of felt like things slowed down yeah, a bit just to sort of like set things up. That, that's the, that's the impression I got. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. And um, I, I would agree. And the, and these five chapters, the chapters we're going to discuss today fucking exploded. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I would, I, I, I identify the, the five chapters before, this set as the calm before the storm yeah before the coriolis storm yes the coriolis storm yes yeah i mean we it's 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 a a lot of things that we have known this was leading up to and a lot of things that we didn't know this you know things were leading up to uh happened a lot just just yeah uh, uh uh a shit ton of um yeah insanity just just passages where like my eyes don't I can't believe what i'm reading yeah i mean there there were several times where i would read something and then i would just have to, i would set the book down for two seconds and i'd like look at tony and she'd be like what and i'd be like tony yeah <laughs> like holy shit you know no, same with me and alex it's 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 uh you know i <sighs> yeah i'm i'm like this just happened. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So I, I actually, I didn't mention this last time. I, I didn't think about it, but she, she finished Dune. Tony oh, finished okay. Dune. Damn. Um, and she made, she said she liked it and we, we, we talked about it a bit. Um, but she was pretty clear that she is not interested in <laughs> continuing. Yeah. And I think that's, totally fair you know yes, I, that I, is. That is. I understand that completely to get to the end of that um and just be like you know i i think i'm good um and so it's actually really fun for me because she doesn't give a shit about spoilers yeah and so i can say like these things that don't make any sense to her but like she gets bits of it you know and so i'll yeah, just be yeah. like i'm like tony stilgar killed duncan and she's like, Duncan's still alive? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, kind of. And oh she's my like, God. still alive? And oh I'm like, yes. my goodness. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that, ah, uh, oh, man. What, like, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what the most shocking moment of these five chapters was. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. There's there I mean there's like at least three heavy contenders I think <laughs> like at least yeah um, um anyways let's get into the theme song and then let's we'll sure, just we'll sure, I guess sure. we'll just dive the fuck in right yeah yeah no I think that's it a one and a two and a one two uh, three okay, four sorry right 
I can't do can't, this. Wait, no, okay, 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 all right, okay, okay, okay. okay. We're, we're, we're too excited. I don't know we're... why after like one, two, three, I was like, oh, let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, Go for it. Go. One and a two and a one, two, three, four. I can't, I can't do this, do all, this all, all on my own. Oh, no, no, I, I know. know. The Quasats um, had a rack. Dude! The Quasats had a rack. All right. Killed it. We fucking killed, killed it. it. Killed it. Just like Stilgar killed Duncan. Yeah, which is, I mean, hopefully anyone who's listening to this has has read these five chapters. And I, I don't, I don't know. That's why I don't know. That's where I'm starting. We're, 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 we're but... leading with like the last thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which? Which is of course it's fresh on our. I mean, I I I read it last night. I finished reading yeah. it last night, and uh, I I read it this morning. Yeah. So, fuck. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Let's. I I don't want to start there, but it just felt like uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Really... There's there's certain things we have to get off of our chest, and that was a big one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's. Uh let let's what's that saying it's like a, a good place to start is at the beginning is that what uh Irland says and i don't even remember if that's from the book or if that's just in the david lynch dune movie but that's that's in her address to the yeah. uh camera at the beginning of dune yeah probably yeah i forgot um okay but here's here's the here's the first chapter and it's like it's it's so funny. We're gonna talk about like how this section starts, and it just feels like the the things that that end this section. It's like that happens eons in the future. Like yeah, um, yeah. But okay. Um, <clears throat> Namri and Gurney are are talking. Um. Whew, um and i the, really the the big thing here is um namri namri uh divulges that the orders that he he has said he's been receiving from jessica he's been receiving from Aaliyah. um yep and uh and so namri makes an attempt to kill gurney and gurney's obviously like um i'm fucking gurney halleck not gonna happen uh, motherfucker no no stab I, I think he like stabs him in the face yeah um, yeah i mean he just gets destroyed um, yes he does and then gurney uh you know Gurney's like, I never really did like Jessica's plan anyways, so if I ever see her again, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a a, a bit of a talking to. The gurney right? that you we know? that the gurney that we know and love uh was confirmed to still be alive and well. He yep. he is a man of of uh loyalty, morals, and um yeah, and 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 he 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 really doesn't want Leto to to come to any harm. Yeah, absolutely. He's still 
following the Atreides code of honor through and through. Um, he's a lifer, you know. He is, yeah. So that's all he knows. Um, I really liked the the line where after he kills Namri, he's leaving, and instead of feeling like he's walking like toward danger, he's walking away from it. Like he feels free yeah, after killing yeah. Namri, you know, and um, kind of this. Uh, this weight is lifted off of him. I mean, I, you know, the whole time it's been clear that he's conflicted about his role in this yeah. plan. Um, and so I, I like that he steps away from it in this big, um, right. Sort of way that like validates his, his character, I guess. Um, like his, like his character, like the care, you know, like his the character of his character. Yeah, thank yes. you. Right, that's that's what I'm trying his to say. His character as so. a as a fictional man. Yes. Uh. So yeah, this this was really cool to see, and even just, you know, I had no idea what I was getting into. So even just having a Gurney kill Namri, I was like, hell yeah, yeah, you know, like let's get this motherfucker out of here. Absolutely. Um, and I, I just I like the way that it is kind of bringing what what might have felt like uh, more separated or dis- distanced things um, together in, in a way that I think feels like smart and natural. You know, it's like mm. the whole Jackaroo 2, Shoelock business, um, you know, it is all all connected to Aaliyah's plotting and, and the Regency and the Imperium, you know, yeah. and like... Uh, and we're we're still a bit in the dark of how Jessica fits into all of this, but like it's it's in there, and like we know that these things are all interconnected. Um, but I felt like Namri's admission and Gurney's reaction to it kind of like tied uh tied those things together in a way that was like. I don't know, enjoyable and yeah. cool and, and interesting. Yep. So, yeah. I, you know, I was all for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of interesting to me because, because obviously Gurney, like hearing that Aaliyah was the one that was giving Namri his instructions was not totally surprising to Gurney, but it was, but like he, he didn't know that. Like, right, right, right. He, he, so, uh, <coughs> Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting to me that that kind of uh, disconnect between him and and uh, Jessica, um, and I mean, still how I guess capable Aaliyah is of of pulling strings, even even though she is kind of in a uh, more um, disrupted state. Right. What about our reaction to that reveal? So, like, you know, Gurney kind of takes it in stride, and he, you know, I think even feels kind of relieved, because, again, you know, we, we recognize he's been conflicted about these yeah. orders, and I think it's kind of easy for him to just pin it all on Aaliyah then, right? You know, Definitely. he's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, whereas for us, like, unless I'm missing something, like, I I don't think there's been a a real like hint or suggestion about that. That's like made it clear or telegraphed it to the audience. So no, no, not, not really. Um, I, I was surprised 
Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was trying to put together the, 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 the pieces in my head and I really, I kind of was at a loss for yeah. how this connection, you know, was, um, and I mean, over the course of the, the, the four chapters after this one, it, it kind of is making more sense. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think this was something that, that was really, uh, um, you know, spotlighted beforehand at all. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just the parts that didn't make sense to me were, you know, well, if Aaliyah is so connected, then like, how does she know, or does she know Leto is alive? Does does she know that like, there's like some, but but then I kind of I'm I'm like, well, you know, even if she does have like people in Jack Rue too, and like contacts in different places, uh, you know, Shulock, whatever, uh that doesn't mean that she is getting necessarily all the correct information. It's, it's still like, yeah. um, probably faulty and everybody has their own motives. So, um, yeah, it's not exactly super clear. I, I don't think even still, but, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's not something that, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I think it, it, it I, I, I think it does. It, it, it seems like something that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned, we we do get a later chapter with Aaliyah, which obviously we'll talk about, and she's she's really thinking more about all the shit that goes down in yeah. chapter two. Yeah. Um but she is herself confused, you know, it's like, is Leto really alive? Yep. If Leto's really dead, like Anima says, then you know, who's this boy I've been ordering to be pumped with spice? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I, I guess what And it, then it makes, also Sorry to interrupt, but um, you know, you you would think too if if she has a contact in Jackaroo two, um, then she she maybe would have known beforehand confirmation that the preacher is Paul. Um, but I don't know. It's it's hard to say what what each individual <laughs> person believes and yeah, uh, what they're told. So it's it's just um. I don't know. It's the minutia of it. The minutia, uh, you know, of it all is, is, is kind of fuzzy in, in, in detail. Yeah. I think some of it depends on like how long Aaliyah has had this contact. Like, is this a relatively recent thing? I, I think, I think we're meant to make this, connection with javid ultimately well because yeah yeah absolutely namry is javid's uncle or father i father already i think yeah father um and so i think that is like what we're supposed to kind of gleam in retrospect from the whole um Aaliyah slash baron sleeping with javid mm-hmm. um and like that 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 is probably what he revealed to her perhaps. And so maybe from that point going forward, she's been in contact and privy to the whole Jackaroo too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Business. But, um, yeah, but even then I, I guess you could like argue like, Oh, well, would that inform her decisions that we've seen so far in any other way? But I, I didn't bring this up for us to like read into it or pick it apart, but just like I hadn't really um, 
thought too much about it myself. Like some of the implications of of Aaliyah having that that connection or that yeah. contact. Yeah. But I but I but yeah, I, I do not think it um hinders or disrupts the story in any way. I like that decision. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Whether or not they they t- they don't I don't think it needs to be explained any further. I feel like it's perfectly fine just how it is. Like I have no problem no, with yeah, it. No, I, I totally agree. But if I agree. think about it more, there might be like yeah, like some questions that sure. it raises. But yeah. it's kind of whatever. And I'm I, I'm you know I'm happy because it does. It feels like it takes some of the villainy off of uh, uh, Jessica and Gurney, you know. Yeah. Um, which, which was definitely an uncomfortable part of this story. Um, seeing characters you love, you know, make decisions maybe that you don't agree with or uh, that are shocking because they don't align with their their moral compass previously. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. Even though I, I still don't think that they are. I mean, some of the things they are doing are kind of nefarious. Uh, maybe for good reason, but uh, it it feels like it's 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 aligning more with with the the characters we know. Right. <clears throat> Real quick before we before we really fucking leap onto the next dune crest uh-huh. oh, God. um this chapter ends with the following line and i want to address it quickly uh-huh. jessica had explained it to gurney quote there's a very thin layer of civilized behavior over stillgar's original nature yes and here's how you take that layer off him Okay, this is something that I feel like has been in bits and pieces here and there throughout the book, and it kind of like revolves around and focuses on Stilgar, but I think sometimes there's this weird uh, commentary on on the Fremen. And I think that this line um, it kind of uh, d- like does it pretty concisely. But like in, in the first Dune book, I get this impression that there's like a lot of admiration and um, like respect towards the Fremen. You know, yeah. they're living like this very... Um, hard difficult but like noble way of life yeah you know Mm -hmm. uh living living with nature right you know like and they're a a part of it and there's a passage in in this section too before one of the chapters that mentions that um you know the the fremen are so successful because they see themselves as like a part of the ecosystem, yeah, just as like another foraging creature mm-hmm. as as a any other creature in the desert. Um, but I feel like with lines like this, there's like a bit of that like noble savage kind of uh like focus on Stilgar, you know, where it's like yeah. sometimes it feels like this book is like looking backwards and thinking like, oh, you know, um that Stilgar has this like really primitive but like respectable code of honor, mm. you know, but like 
you know, we, the white Imperials came in and we civilized him essentially, you know, that there is so much to talk about. I really, I'm not trying to get into the weeds here, but I've, I've been thinking about this and I feel like this line does a lot of like work towards that. Yeah. And, um, I don't think that like Stilgar or the Fremen are, are damned or anything or that Herbert is necessarily trying to like, uh, lean into that stereotype but like i feel like it's there in this book in a way that it's not in the first dune book and i feel like it's kind of weird the more that he writes about the fremen sometimes sometimes there's like really amazing it's like this weird balance and i i think it's that's all part of it you know i think some of it is that like he has this really strong like respect and yeah then, like sometimes yeah. it's like yeah but you know like you were also kind of gross, right? I mean, didn't we make you better by like giving you laws and shit? Do you yeah. see what I'm trying no, to say? No, I, I I absolutely do, and I think um the there there's a huge difference between like you know the first Dune book and and now the point that uh, we're at with uh, Children of Dune, where like you can still see the you know the uh, the bougie aspects of of the Atreides. Uh, I mean, Jessica especially. Um, simply because I feel like at this point, you know, Jessica doesn't think that she needs the Fremen people. You know, like mm-hmm. in the in 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 the first Dune, like she was desperate, and like the Fremen were were literally their lifeline. That like that's what saved them from from dying out in the desert. Like that's like they 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 owe everything to the fremen um at this point you know she i mean she's been on back on kaladin for for years and years and um although you know there there's certainly aspects of her that are and will forever be fremen um she is not she she is not a real fremen and that actually i think it's funny too because um jumping ahead to things yeah that's addressed uh, right that is addressed um between <clears throat> two characters uh that yeah. we'll get to um but yeah that 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 air of nobility does not go just go away um and i do think that there is some sort of subconscious looking down upon fremen culture that is present through the books but maybe it's shining through now especially because uh we're so distanced from from their from the the, the beginning when they really <clears throat> need when they really really needed the fremen people and they they weren't necessarily um uncritically adored like they by you know by and large are still today yeah um, yeah and and i i mean who knows how intentional that is from from uh herbert but i think that is that's how I interpret it, at least. Well, I understand what you're saying, and my thoughts on it aren't really like gathered. And I, you know, again, I, I don't want to uh, really have our discussion be about that right now. But I, I think it'd be interesting to talk about in the future. And I just want to to mention that because I, I think this. I actually, I, I I got some inspiration from you. I took a picture of that. Nice. I have a couple pictures that I'm going to. Uh, 
to, to touch on as we go through. I think just another one or two more. Um, but, but yeah, let's, let's not fucking beat around the desert bushes here, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention before we get into the fucking second chapter? Because, you know, once, once we do, I feel like that'll be it, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Um, just that I'm happy to see the separation of Gurney and Namri. Um, mm-hmm. Because I love Gurney and don't like Namri. So I'm happy to see him uh, <laughs> on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Um, chapter two. I don't know where to start. Chapter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is, um, uh, Leto is with Sabiha. Yes. Um, in the, the huts of Shulak. And... And he's being, Sabiha, spoiled, he's being a spoiled little brat and refusing to eat his food. Yep. Moping, moping. So I don't want to eat this. Yeah. And Sabia is uh, just a a pawn in the game. Yeah. You know, um, worried that if if Leto doesn't eat, the punishment is going to fall onto her. Um, and Leto's like, hey, I just got to like go outside and get some air, you know? Um, and, you know, she's she's <clears throat> worried. Interestingly, Leto has this, like, recognition or understanding that um, she also has this power of prescience. And, like, not just her. I think it just stretches to, like, anyone who, who eats the spice, yeah. but that there's yeah. this, like, natural... Um, like, base level. Inhibition or inclination to mm-hmm. suppress the visions. Yep, to yep, yep to dismiss them or fear them, you know, um, which I think is interesting. I mean, it could be, I don't know. I think that speaks to like something very human. You think about like how many times you might have daydreams yeah. or just think about the future. I, I think this is kind of a commentary on like, who's to say that that's not a vision that you absolutely suppress yourself. You no, know? I, th- I think that's spot on. Yep. Um, but at any rate, so she's, she's worried, but her logical, rational part of her brain is like, well, right. You know, where the fuck is Leto going to go yeah. without a still suit? Yeah. It, you know, it would be your own death. And so whatever, go do what you got to do, Leto. And Leto does what he got to do. And, <laughs> Let uh, me tell you. You know what though? She is, she's kind of right. It is kind of his, his death in a way. Yes. In a way. You're, you are also right about that uh, as well. He he has become something else entirely. Um, he... So there we... Ah, oh man, where do we start with this? Where do we start? This is... All right, how about... How about... This is... It's, it's just going to be hard to explain. It just it, it, how about, it, it how really about is. How about this? Uh-huh. When... When Leto was sitting by the Quenat, mm-hmm. gotta really enunciate that Q. Yes, you the Q the U in there, uh, the implied U. Yes, always implied um, U. 
and the sand trout. <laughs> and they mention this glove game that the Fremen kids play. Yeah, which, and which the, totally makes sense as something kids would do, right? Uh, it does, honestly. Yeah. Especially Fremen children, right? And we, we have we talked, I mean, I remember what I like about this scene. I feel like some of my complaints lately have been coming towards like, I feel like there isn't setup, you know, that like Herbert's just having some of these things just happen. Like who the fuck is Palambasha, you know, like, um, or, or how am I supposed to know about this trance memory forget shit yeah, from yeah. your ancient memories, you know, like these things, as far as I remember, aren't planted in the story prior, uh-huh. but the sand trout are very deliberately talked about at length earlier. Absolutely. Yep. I like the way it ties into the the terraforming, the ecological transformation, yeah. and now it's also circling back into Leto's um, destruction of the man-made terraforming efforts and his worm fusion. And I, I guess here's what I'm... When, the, when this started happening, when the worm... When when the worm got on him, <laughs> I mean, I, I have to tell you that it felt like, for myself, like my awareness, like it, it kind of grew in pieces. Like at first, I'm not really sure what's happening. And then like, it seems like you can tell where it's going, but like, you're like, no, right? Yeah. You know, you're yeah. like, no way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then like, it keeps happening it and keeps it's like, happening. no, this is not no. going to stop. Yeah. I mean, is that that's how I felt. I was kind of yeah. shaking my head in disbelief. Same. Yeah. No, I uh so man, it's it's tough cuz like obviously we've seen the cover of God Emperor. Yes, 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 yes. We have seen the cover of God Emperor. So we have some idea of something like this happening at some point, right? Right. Uh it's our own prescience that we must grapple with here. Yes. Yeah. So when I first started reading this and this was happening, I I I was not I don't know. I didn't think that this was going to happen so early. Mhm. And I mean to be f- there, it's like the end of the book. So it's, it is, it's more it like, is. did we think it would happen in Children of Dune? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think, I didn't really think that was going to be the case. Um, yeah. Regardless, though, yeah, I, I didn't, just the way it happened and the way it was written is not kind of, is not what I expected it to to be like, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with, with the sand trout kind of just, all fusing together on him and them kind of like becoming one organism is absolutely fascinating. And and it, it it is interesting that that was like a, uh, a mechanism of the sand trout to kind of band together. Um, and that just, it, it, it does make sense when if right, that, that was talked about before. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the whole thing with, you know, my skin is not my own, which is kind yes. of the... Yep, this, that's been talked about the whole book, this too. This thing that he's been, yeah, thinking through from the very beginning, from uh-huh. the first time he met him, you know? Right, from when he's been having his dreams, yeah. I think. Yeah, so, 
yeah, it, it's all coming together in a very unexpected way that I don't know. It feels like it shouldn't work, but it does. And like, I don't know if I, I, yeah. I don't know if I like it, but it, but it, ah, it's, it's, it's captivating. Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, I am, uh, <laughs> I, this is something else I told Tony about and she's like, that sounds so stupid. I'm glad I'm not reading it. And I'm like, Tony, it's amazing. Yeah, like <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things. It's like, I agree. Like it, you explain this and I'm like, I also think it sounds really dumb. Of course. I feel, um, fully on board. Yeah. I, uh, oh yeah. Same. And you're you're completely right to point out the cover of God Emperor, the the small things that we know or feel like we can piece together. Um, and when there was the line of the the membrane kind of like trying to go over his face, and he mentions that he like peels it back so yeah. it goes around his ears and under his chin, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, oh, the exposed human face with you know the the worm around it. yeah like, this is it yeah. Um, yeah this is how it starts or how yes. it happens this is how it um, begins and i i think like i mean obviously no matter what we would have been surprised you know oh yeah of course but i actually really appreciate that there is all of this build up and um, foreshadowing in the book that that I, I is not obvious still, even though I think it's done very well. Mm. You know, it's it's subtle, and you recognize it all looking backwards. And also, I like that the chapter like it doesn't feel obviously like that's what's going to happen in this chapter. When it starts, there's no like grand aura about it. He's no. in a hut, you know. Yep. Um, yep. And I think especially for me, who I'm kind of always thinking about spoilers for better or for worse. Yes. And so, like, I, I like when it feels like these roadblocks are, like, out of my way, you know, that I, I'm free of my visions and I can mm. go into the desert as I please. Like, yes. And so I like that it, it didn't feel like there was this whole buildup and the book's like, ooh, what's going to happen? And, mm. like, the whole time I'm reading it and I'm like, I already know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, Because I know, instead I know. there's... There is no, uh, like, grandeur about it. Herbert's just like, this is what's happening right now. Yes. You know? Yeah. In in what feels like this very mundane, grounded moment, this incredible transformation is occurring. And so I had no time to feel like I knew what was going to happen because it it simply began without any, uh, any uh, I don't know, any kind of telegraphing or no yeah and i mean the like the way the like a lot of like writers um like craft things is like there is a massive build-up and suspense and a lot of times that build-up and suspense is more exciting than the actual thing that it's building up towards and i do think that a great thing that her that uh herbert does is you know he he will sprinkle in like foreshadowing and 
you know, little little hints and clues at things that is, are going to happen down the line. But he does kind of he he he, he you know he's he's got this like matter of fact way yeah. of writing, so that like when you're reading something, it it just it it's all the more shocking, you know, yes. like it 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 really like assaults the reader. Um, so like similarly to how like events play out in real life there's there are things that just happen without any build-up and you're like oh fuck you know and that's and that's exactly what's what's happening here and what has happened previously but i think this is maybe the biggest occurrence of that i mean that you know similar to when paul went blind like yep these are the big moments they fucking hit you hard right because you're not expecting them even though they make sense because they they've been foreshadowed but not in a way yes. that 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 like you know like you said they they don't telegraph to you exactly what's going on right um which which is actually that's kind of a, a, like a, a really great thing about herbert's writing in general because we've said this from the from the beginning you know like in dune like they like they like all the other characters lay out pretty much exactly what's going to happen with because they've got prescience or whatever or the bad guys yeah. have their plan and they just say it and that's what happens but it's like I, I don't know. It's it's not done in a way that actually reveals to you how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. Yeah, and it, it's not always exactly correct. Like like there there's prescience and stuff and how it's portrayed is like it's not some infallible like definite um, trajectory of events like. Um, I think it makes the journey more exciting because you you because you like like you 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 know you're probably gonna gonna get to these points, but you like really have no idea how, um, yeah, or 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 <clears throat> what kind of uh you know leads up to these things or or how they're gonna play out or the dynamics. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I just think he handles that the 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 pacing really 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 well because. For like a book series that's like all about like knowing the future mm-hmm. and you know having uh, these larger than life moments, like it would be so easy to you know to like fucking really get into Leto's dreams like vividly and like paint out exactly what happens just so you're like oh man I can't wait until this happens then it happens mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah you know I already saw that in the dream it's like <laughs> right 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 but it, it, you know he he avoids that <coughs> misstep like really really well like i mean he it he 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 handles all these these batshit moments in just ways that you never would have thought they would have been handled yeah i agree 100 percent um so man when when this when this happens yeah it's it's i mean it was yeah. Well, he gets he gets the the membrane still suit thing. It almost feels like um like the symbiote flesh thing and it with venom in Spider Man. Okay. <laughs> like that's, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking of. Um, this kind of like uh, sentient living suit. Um, especially, I mean, like <laughs> once. Once, at first, I wasn't totally sure what was happening either because 
Leto mentions that, like, it makes his muscles so powerful that, you know, he, he just tries to, like, walk, and he, he goes, like, 150 meters or some shit, and in my mind, I'm actually wondering, like, did he become the worm fusion already, and, like, the writing just wasn't clear, like Herbert sometimes does, too, yeah, I know. you know, like, I know. should I be imagining the worm with the face and he, he kind of like brings it back and makes it clear that this is still just it's essentially a, a still suit around exactly him. yeah it's it's you know he he still has arms legs and hands but yep. they're just covered in in the membrane I, I, I imagine it looks really gross yeah i, I mean, pictured so, it like the same fleshy color as his skin like he almost looks just like naked with like yeah. these weird like pulsing veins around yeah. him or some so, shit it, so it's probably really gross what i'm I imagining think. what this is this is disgusting but uh, yeah i'm gonna just say it i think he's like covered in like an anal prolapse kind of uh <laughs> It's just kind of like Here's a pinkish. It's disgusting. Yeah, just like yeah, a, a, a pink, like veiny kind of, oh. like mucusy, uh, yeah, squishy skin. Yeah, that he's just yeah, in that that he. I mean, and he can feel with it. He can feel things, but he yeah, but he also yeah, knows there's like that cilia coming yeah, off of him yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that yep. Just drink the, the yeah. moisture from the ground and shit. yeah, yeah and and like all of his needs are 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 covered. Like he, yeah. I mean, it it's uh, yeah. I mean, we we get into the whole moisture uh, right. Sucking he, he drinks of it. the sweet he drinks, syrup. He drinks the syrup. Yeah, which is right. He's so gross. And pissing. Yeah, it's <laughs> drinking his syrup. It's just yeah. all. He, yeah, he, he, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it's, it, it takes care of him. <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's, it's gross and unsettling for sure. And the, um, the, I mean, yeah. Then the big thing about the kind of, so it's cool. He, he's kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog now. Yeah, a little. Sonic yep. of, Sonic of the if, desert. If, so, if Sonic the Hedgehog could control all other hedgehogs. Yes, yes. Like, uh, yeah. If that well, were his power too. Well, well, that's the big thing, right? Is, is that. Not only does he look like a fucking weirdo and have yeah. all this power and capability, but I mean, this this thing that that he can do with the worms. Yes. This this even if he didn't have any prescience or any of the other abilities he has, yep. this makes him like the the most powerful being on Arrakis. App. Uh, yeah. Barnum. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh... And, you know, he kind of thinks to himself that he, he feels like he controls the desert, you know. He yes. looks out on the open, the Tanzeraft, mm-hmm. and he just, like, you know, breathes it in. Like, it, he he feels like he has become this, you know, perfect desert being. And yes. he, he sort of has. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of, it's, it's even hilarious that... Uh, you know, you kind of get the impression that this happens relatively quick. Maybe mm. he's been outside for like 20, 30 minutes. And uh, Sabia, you know, is like, I gotta, I gotta get Leto to eat this fucking gruel, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> where is this kid? Oh, God. Um, and she comes out and Leto's just like, hey, like the line is literally like, hey, Sabia, look yeah. what I can do. I and know. He jumps like a hundred feet. <laughs> stops a worm he's like yeah. look i control the worms yeah. and then he just like fucking like flies away essentially. i know like 
I know. And everyone's in shock. They're all just freaking out. They don't even know if they should, like, go after him for, like, minutes before they finally get the ornithopters going. Like, um... Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's almost like played for laughs. He's like, "Hey, Sabia, check this out." You know, he's like having a, fu- a fucking like a fucking little kid. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, the, um, you know, he he literally is a little kid. And, I know, it's and he's having the time of his life. Like yeah, you're right. It's the one time he acts like it. He's having the time of his, of, of of his fucking life. Like he he's, yeah. um, it's just like the the elation he feels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is incredible and really well illustrated, but um. I don't think we've we've listed out clearly just how he controls the worms. Like, yes, he. So I mean, since sand trouts, I guess they 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 have uh, water um, pockets or whatever, mm-hmm. and that is, that would you know kill worms. Uh, they the the worms don't dare come near him, um, and so he. Yeah, he can stop. He can stop worms. Yes, and control. It's 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 an incredible game changer. Um, it is. I mean, you know, the you know the, the those who control the spice control the world. Um, the worms and the spice are obviously interlinked. Right. Those who control the worms control the spice. Exactly. Exactly. So this this means Leto controls everything yeah i i agree it's good to point out because it it is a smart it's another thing that goes back to what what herbert laid out here when leto is is on the the cliff edge all those chapters back looking at the sand trout um and i remember being sort of confused like what are the sand trout uh and I think it, by this point, it was clear anyways, yeah. but, you know, they're baby worms. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting that, like, part of the life cycle of the worm, like, I feel like at this point, we've kind of gotten all of the, I mean, it, maybe it's still more yet to reveal, but at this point, it feels like we actually have a pretty clear life cycle from beginning to end of uh of how a worm is born like mm-hmm. i remember in the first dune book the way kinds dies from the sand exploding i think yeah. has to do with um like worm birth like there's like the yeah, microbes yeah. or tiny yep. things that mm-hmm. get to the spice pockets that, that, that's exactly it i think you're right yeah and yeah. then we have the sand trout, and we know that the juvenile worms are often captured by the fremen. Like yeah. you know what it's like to have a small worm, and yeah. you, yeah. you kind of just you're like the. Anyways, that that's neither here nor there. It's just kind of interesting because Herbert obviously also has this ecological bent, and I can yes. like feel him kind of like nerding out and being like, oh, well, absolutely. This, is, this is how the <laughs> this is the full life cycle of the worm." I know, you know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, yeah, this weird fictional creature, especially when he, he talks about like how they breathe now. I feel like that hasn't really been touched on before, but when Leto's riding the worm, it was probably last section now. It could have been touched on in this chapter, but um, he mentions the way that the the worms actually like have these vents in the back, these flesh vents that expel the heat yeah. from all the, the friction and the yep. spice that they like 
engulf and they're kind of like these weird like friction furnaces anyways <laughs> um so yes so the I guess what I'm really trying to say, though, what is interesting is that the worm starts off its life or or gets to this, like, very young form of itself as the sand trout, where it, it does take in water, right? Yes, it does. And eventually yeah. it kind of, like, grows or metamorphosizes into something that water is poisonous. And exactly, so, like, there's yeah. this weird, like, evolutionary lifespan like symbiotic relationship between its younger self and its older self yeah almost like paul and leto in this weird way where like yeah, the sand that's trout, a great comparison the sand trout will link together to like save and direct the older worms i mean maybe presumably so the the sand trout i i think there's like something there that the the sand trout also benefit or like the yeah uh mm-hmm. But at any rate, it's like if, you know, like, it's it's just this younger form of the same organism and, and how they relate to one another and mm. uh, and direct each other. Yeah. And, yeah. And how they kind of, like, grow as a, a co-dependent kind of thing, mm. you know? It's yep. this weird yep. future past dynamic that they have, too. So... Yeah, no, I, I, I think that you know, I, I've not, I, I haven't even thought of um, kind of the uh, the comparison between the life cycle of a sandworm and kind of the, I mean, even as a whole, like like Arrakis as a whole, you know, like at one time it was not a desert planet, and mm-hmm. and then now it is, and um, yeah, similar to how you know, at one time sandworms or sand trout you know they they kind of did have this uh they they were made up of water um mm-hmm. and now that's poisonous to them so it's it's very very interesting that i you know i think the uh and then yeah the leto and paul comparison which kind of we do get more of a little bit later on um, yes uh, yep I, I, yeah i think i think that's 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 fun to analyze and get into um yeah, and I, I I had never thought of that. Yeah, right. Paul, Paul's the old tired shy halud, and yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Leto is literally covered in the membrane of sand trout now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. How about how about we finally this chapter? We don't get to the preacher shit yet, but so Leto with his newfound abilities. Is like I'm gonna fuck up everything. Yeah, I'm gonna destroy all the quinats and says he'll he'll set back the the terraforming by a whole generation. Yep. you know, in a month. Um, and it seems like his plan is working because that's the third chapter is Aaliyah, which we'll talk about if we're if we're done here. But um, he's uh, you know we've known this whole time too that uh. He's been very concerned about the terraforming because it's he he sees that it's going to lead to uh, you know the death of the worms and yep. the the destruction of the spice cycle and with this this newfound ability 
he's able to do something about it with his own two hands. Yeah. In a in a very remarkable kind of way. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um. Uh. Any, anything else here, or should we just keep going on ahead? Um. We'll keep moving on ahead, but one thing that I, I forgot to mention about the the, the first chapter in this in yes. this section um, yes. was Gurney actually mentions that he had been up two nights looking for Leto. And the last episode, we were under the impression that Leto was out for months on, uh, in between uh, Jackaroo 2 and Shulak. Oh, is that right? So it actually has only been uh, not too long now since he was in Jackaroo 2. Um, which is interesting to me, uh, because just this this is just a dumb thing that I'm hung up on is is uh I I think Sabiha got to Shulak very fast, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if obviously, uh, you know, Namri knows where Jackaroo to or Shulak is because he's in communication with Mariz. So I guess if you know where it is, and she can maybe, ride a worm maybe, or something, someone can right, figure out a worm to or something. It's pretty, yeah, uh, more of a simple journey. But, but during the storm, that's like, I mean, I don't know. It's no, fine. no, I, I think you're right. I'm hey, almost it feels like all I do is air out my small nitpicky grievances. So if yeah. you have if you have dumb shit to get hung up on, then spill it. You know, that's and I hear you too. I think, I think for all the the care and attention that. Herbert puts into so many things. Sometimes it feels like things happen very fast. I remember yeah. thinking in Messiah, you know, how quickly it feels like the jihad has progressed and how quickly, yeah. not that 12 years is like, you know, anything to sneeze at. It's a long time for a human lifespan, but it feels like on the timetables that Herbert is dealing with sometimes when it comes to, you know, a new empire or a giant country citadel being constructed in the ecological progression. Yes. Right. Yeah. And the, exactly. And the way that he, he comments on Dune being changed already 12 years is nothing, literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so similarly, yeah. Um, it feels like maybe the story could feel like it has more time to breathe. If, if we feel like there's a longer span of time between, Leto's fleeing of Jackaroo 2 and his and Sabia's arrival to Shulak. So, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, just a small thing, but that, that's that's all I got. You can be, uh, we can move on. It's worth pointing out. Um, how are we doing on time? You, are we all good right now? I mean, I'm I'm good. I uh, you know, we're almost at an hour. I know. That's one. why I'm. Yeah. That's why, and it feels like we have a lot. I mean, we this do be like two hours. Yeah. Are Are you okay if we pause for a second and I pee and go get some sure. more more water? Okay. Sure. All right. Sure. We'll sure. Sure. Be right back, folks. So yeah, um, this this goes nicely into chapter three. Um, we uh, we get into what's going on with Aaliyah. She, she's kind of um, just like thinking about all these reports and um, 
information that she's been getting from from her sources, from her spies. And she's just kind of trying to like parse out what she thinks is really going on. Yes. And yeah. chalking up a lot of shit to you know, uh superstitious Fremen. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with Leto, this is kind of like what we were talking about before with, you know, what does Aaliyah really think is happening? Um, and she's kind of at a loss. Um, she knows, obviously, all the Kunats are being destroyed, and she attributes it to rogue or, like, rebel Fremen. Um which Leto thinks to himself is exactly what Aaliyah's going to think. And sure enough, yeah, she yeah. does. Mm. Because the actual reports coming in of someone in a prolapse fucking flesh suit <laughs> jumping like 50 meters into the air and destroying all this shit with his bare hands. Um... She's even she's not really at a place where she's gonna like take that at face value and be like, oh, interesting. Like, obviously, she thinks it's bullshit, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's the only way to take that information, you know. Um, so I, I get it, girl. You know, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I, I wouldn't believe it either. So. I think the other interesting thing here is that, you know, she, she, she has had a truth sayer talk to Ganima. Ganima obviously still sticks with her story that Leto is dead, killed by the Laza Tigers. And so, so Leah is kind of struggling, like, with the information that she has, it doesn't really fit that Leto is dead, but like she can't almost like with like mentat logic, she, you know, she like can't really entertain the possibility that he's alive though, due to Ganima's unyielding, apparently factual confirmation of his death. So, um, that's kind of just how it is for her. And, and Aaliyah mentions that Faradin, who is betrothed to her, is going to send a uh, like a garrison of troops of his own Carino troops, maybe even Sadakar, right? Um, to try and shut down Shulak. Yeah, to to stamp out what she, again, assumes is rebel activity. Yeah, yeah. Trying to to destabilize uh, her rule. Which, I mean, she's not wrong. No, not entirely. Nope, Um, not entirely wrong. (laughs) But, yeah, so I I, I like this... um, just in that, it, what I really like is Aaliyah's commentary is, uh, you know, it seems like everything is kind of going to shit. She doesn't really know what's happening. 
But when she thinks about Faradin sending the troops, she thinks to herself, hey, well, at least that plan is solid. A-okay, <laughs> right? Like, Faradin is eating out of the palm of my hand. Yeah, of course. But we know that, or, or at least, you know, what it seems like to us is that, I mean, Faradin is fully B'nai Gezer. Oh, yeah. I believe that to be true. He's Jessica's puppy. Right. And so whatever plan... Aaliyah thinks is happening whatever whatever she thinks she's doing and and if, if she is in control over Faradin you know we kind of know or suspect highly that Aaliyah is being played there too yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah and so it's kind of it's almost sad to like watch her be like yeah everything sucks but hey this one thing is like at least I have that, right? And we're like, no, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, it's sis, not gonna be what you want. I mean, she's she's being played from, I think, from every side almost, because yeah, I mean, you know, she 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 thinks she has Ganima kind of <clears throat> in the bag, set to kind of kill Faradin, but Ganima might kill Faradin, but not for Aaliyah's benefit, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She thinks she she can you know, take control of, of, or, you know, use house Carino to her advantage. Um, but Jessica kind of has them in the palm of her hands. Um, I mean, yeah, she's, she's being thwarted, uh, and just drowning slowly. And it is, it is very, very sad to see. Um, and then the fucking end of this chapter, I know know. classic, (laughs) we get classic Baron, (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um Yeah, it's it's one of those it's so it I mean it's not obviously like really funny, but like I feel like the way it's written uh yeah, the Baron's like, hey, so there's this Buer Agarves, and uh I'm kinda thinking <laughs> and Olivia's like, No <laughs> No Not today, she, Baron Right. She's like, listen, there's a military meeting, that there's the priest there and then the Baron goes, Very well. Hey, now about this Buer Igar, like he does it <laughs> he's again. Totally he's like, Hey, I, I hear you. He's like, I hear you. But what about and he's like, No uh, He's a thirsty motherfucker. No. And then they're like, Okay, another time and Aliyah's like, Yeah, okay. Another so, time. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's it's so, right, it, that's been when the Baron came back, when, you know, when the Baron came back in you know this form yeah i i i just didn't know that ghosts could be so horny <laughs> yeah well some things never change nope. i guess no nope. yeah uh right i mean geez it's like that baron <laughs> yeah um a very weird dynamic and uh Aaliyah is still kind of like somewhere in between fighting against him and you know accepting certain parts about him I mean obviously it's there's like no real separation it's kind of just like this fluctuating yeah stoopy boundary you know they they just kind of coexist in this uh cooperative clashing sort of yeah i mean and and you know, uh you know when when alia was was not um giving in to you know the baron's desires he he started to give her a headache yeah 
And she's like, fuck off. I'll take sedatives if I have to. And right, he's like, right. okay, all right, okay. I yeah, yeah. He was like, okay. he's like, I could tell you mean it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, uh, man, it is, it's one of those things, like, it almost feels, it almost feels minor to be like, oh, so what? He gives her a headache. But obviously it's like, I mean, if essentially any time you disagree with this horrible inner spirit, you get like a migraine forever. It's yeah. like I would probably do anything too. Yeah, right? absolutely, like, absolutely. That's just hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is hell. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, n- now I think her only hope really is like her only hope is Jessica's small sliver of hope that yes. she has left for her to maybe save her in right. some way. Which I don't know if it, I don't. I have no idea if that's possible. Yeah, she doesn't either. I know she doesn't. For what it's worth, I mean, right? Just like you said, it's it's really just hope. It sounds like there's yeah. a way, but you know, when Jessica was talking to Ganima about it, she's like, "I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to get your hopes up, and yeah. if it doesn't work, then it's just all fucked." Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anything else there, or should we just jump jump into chapter four? I think we can we can move on. Cool. That was a, that is, was a very small one. I mean, four and five are both pretty big, but yes. four. I mean, this is like this is this has been this is like the culmination of the oh my book god, thus it is far. it is it's it's uh what is it um. You say it's the the like the immutable um happening or something like that. It's the beginning of the chapter. Yeah, it's like th- this was oh the, the, immutable, the immutable prophecy. prophecy yeah, yeah. It, I mean, which which really yeah that that sums it up. Yes. Um. Yeah, I. I loved this chapter. I think it's I think it's some of the best writing in any of the three Dune books. This yeah. this single chapter. Mm-hmm. This this meeting and conversation between Paul and Leto, I think. Um Yeah. How crazy is it to say that? Yeah, it is. I know. It really is. It really is. <sighs> Especially this, this that it's it's part of what I love too. I mean, the chapter is written so so like slyly. The whole time they're having this conversation, the book refers to him as the preacher until yep. Um, I mean, not, I mean, we're gonna jump around this chapter back and forth. But it's it's just after Leto kills Asan Tariq. Yeah. That uh yeah, yeah. on page three forty five of my copy. And the the line is Paul confronted his son then, aim, yes. aiming the eyeless sockets at Leto. Yeah. That and when yeah, I not read until that the end does it say it. When I read the 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 first time they referred to the preacher as Paul, uh, it 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 just made me very very happy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Damn. I mean that that felt like that felt like the true 
confirmation mm-hmm. that they were one and the same. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> you know what this really makes me think of? You'll never guess Star Wars. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is such a last Jedi Luke Skywalker moment where, yeah. uh, you know, you meet the legendary hero and he's really just like garbage at this point in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a dirty old man. Um, it's not that simple. There's actually a lot going on with there Paul is. that that makes him so fascinating at this I point know. in his life. Yeah, it's it it, it is so that's fascinating. What makes me think of. It's fascinating hearing what the last, you know, almost decade of his life has has been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're you're right. He he's yeah he's he's an old man at the end of his rope, kind of, uh, who kind of can't let go of this world. Yeah, there's some things he can't let go of, and there's a lot of things that he's trying to yeah. let go of yeah. or get away from. Yeah. The uh, the moment where <clears throat> where the worm stops in front of Leto, and the preacher is like, "Why did we stop?" Yeah, what's happening? Right. And but he knows. Leto knows. Right. Leto knows he knows because he's seen yes. this vision, but he doesn't want yes. to admit it to himself. Right. And the fact that there's like legitimate fear in in Paul's voice. Yeah. You know, like like he doesn't want to go forward into the vision and make exactly. it reality. You exactly. Know? Um, yeah. That like even after all these years it's it's finally happening you know it's he's he's finally inside of it and and a part of it um i think it really shows you know paul's just still trying to make what he thinks are the best decisions and i, I think it really focuses on this this feeling that Paul has that like it it, it seems like the clash between Leto and Paul right now is that um Paul is able to see these different threads and these different futures and he's felt like no matter what decision he makes it it kind of always leads to him being responsible for like this unbearable pain. He's just like racked with guilt. And so he's kind of done this Luke Skywalkery thing instead of cutting himself off from the vo- the force. He's trying to cut himself off from the visions. Yes. You know. Yep. And um he even says, you know, Leto keeps saying uh Leto keeps saying, you know, that keeps referring to him as father. And the preacher says, I'm not your father. I'm only a poor copy, a relic. 
I no longer go to the visions for my future, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of trying to run away from yeah. these things yeah, now. He is. And Leto's like, hey, listen, I understand that these decisions are terrible, you know, that no one should have to make them. But if no one makes them, that in and of itself is a damning decision that yeah. will destroy humanity. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be the one now with this terrible purpose because yeah. you weren't able to see it through. Absolutely. I think that, you, um, you, you, you know, you didn't follow your vision far enough. Right. And, uh, obviously whatever's going to happen, you know, again, Leto is like the Jihad is going to look like a summer picnic. Yes. Caladan. Yes. Holy fucking shit. And so we understand pretty clearly why Paul feels unable to, follow this vision to the ends because paul is saying no the ends do not justify the means yeah or or at least you know he says he's not or or you get the impression that like paul thinks he's not strong enough mm-hmm. to make this horrible decision you know and i think that's part of it too like i, I think that he's followed this thread and felt like the jihad happening felt like Chani's death felt like all of these horrible experiences he's had to live through has been like in service to this greater future. And then when he doesn't even feel like he has the fortitude to see it to its conclusion, it's almost like he's lived through these horrible things for nothing. Yeah. He, he just feels like a pawn that was used. Right. And so, um, Obviously, if this horrible, terrible, universe-shattering thing is going to happen, even even if, like Leto says, it's going to result in the ultimate salvation of humanity, I think it's also pretty reasonable to be like, well, maybe humanity should die. You yeah. Know? If, if, like, it's, maybe it's the not, best thing to do... Mm-hmm, the suffering is not worth it. Right. Um, Thousands of years of peace uh, is... It's it's not worth it for all the the suffering that your that this path is going to bring. Yeah. So they they have this big philosoph- philosophical kind of debate, but it yeah. it happens largely unspoken, and it feels like the the crux of it, like the time nexus of this entire fate stretching out into eons of time. It's made now. Yeah, yeah. You know, Paul is like pleading with Leto to not do it, but Paul himself is is also, you know, he's not making these decisions. Like he, or rather, I feel like, I'm not trying to paint it where like Paul is weak or or empty or defeated. I actually think that Paul making these decisions, quote unquote, to not act. Um, I think it'd be easy to be like, oh, well, he's kind of like regressed into this more passive character. But I think it actually shows like great strides from his, oh, yeah. his hubris. In, I agree. Uh, Messiah. I, I, love, I think it shows growth. I love where Paul is at. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, his... I, I I think it's it's brilliant. I uh his his dialogue in this and the yes. um just the uh the description of, of, of how it's said and, and, and it's like uh 
I don't know. Everything he says is very like simple and yes. and uh, you, like it, I, I I don't know. It's it's it, it just it 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 really showcases a man that is. I mean, he he is a different person from mm-hmm. where he was. Just you know, shaped by all of these horrible experiences and. And yeah, in such pain at, at, at what he knows has become of his son, and what has become of of this this future that that he's been, you know, tr- yeah, trying to get away from or trying to to turn his back on. Um, yeah, and and he knows it is a uh, a losing battle, but is is you know still raging against it until he knows there's there's nothing else he can do like and then also the 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 part two where you know Lido kind of asks him oh like why can't you do this why can't you and, and then he re- each time he refuses Lido knows that he's seen like that that particular future and what mm-hmm. happens there and and then so it's it's this 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 really cool cutting of those threads that yeah and it, it's it's you know it's like kind of like Lido and Okay, this is actually a, 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 kind of like a Doctor Who comparison there, where you know, sure, it's, go go it's, for it. It's like the Doctor and and uh, River sync up their diaries, kind of. You know, it's like, yeah, wait, which time are we at? Like, so like Leto knows like like what futures Paul has seen, and what and and like what's left, and what and, and what um he hasn't seen, and then it's asked like like uh you know, is the future you you see now is it is it better than what I saw? And, yeah, and then Lido says it's probably much worse, right? And yeah, that's terrifying. It is, yeah. It uh, Herbert's kind of always not reworking, but like always kind of um having characters grapple with their prescience in like different ways, and I really love this conversation between these two characters especially in contrast to the way that Paul feels so isolated and vision locked all throughout Messiah, that he's on this one path that is a fucking runaway train to disasterville, you know? And a lot of time was spent us breaking this down in Messiah and Paul thinking about it too, that, you know, Paul does see these other futures in Messiah. Yeah. And he kind of like reconciles, I think, that even though the things that are happening in Messiah are horrible, and even though the the end result is a terrible fate, that he has determined and he alone can make this horrible, terrible decision that it's the best of a bad batch, right? Yeah. And so, but, but at the same time, even though we understand that, and even though Paul understands that, it kind of always feels like he's forced into lockstep with these things, you know, that something larger is making him take these steps forward. And Leto here is, <laughs> that's the thing. Like it, it doesn't contradict anything. It doesn't um, destroy any of the, the rules set about for how these characters experience prescience, but I think Leto's thinking about it very differently. Yeah. And he he feels like he's choosing his his future by destroying the other ones. Mm. You know, and so instead of following it it's all the same shit, right? It's all the same end result still, which is yeah. why I think it works. Yeah. But instead of following, he's destroying. And yes. it's still yes. guiding on this weird path that 
It's not that it's inescapable. He has chosen it, but like, I don't know. I don't really. I don't even really know where I'm trying to land here. But well, I mean, but it, to have these two characters with these same, it goes back to, you know, the the um, the the description of the difference in the way that Paul looks at the future and Lita looks at the future of of, you know, when, when the, it's it's that passage where it's like the mistake that Dib didn't look at. You know, the the like it. It wasn't the present that built the future. It, it's 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 the past, or it's the future that built the the present. You know, it's like yes, kind of a weird. It's like it's like a different way of looking at things, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because yeah, Leto knows he's he's locked into this future, but it's it's the way that he gets there that is the the big difference. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's. It's so abstract and yeah, and really hard to pin down. But Leto definitely feels like he has more agency at this point than Paul has ever felt like he has. He's had. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I think is uh, totally correct. And um, you know, we see that with the killing of Asan Tariq because Paul. And Lita, like we've been saying, have had have had this vision. They understand where they're both at in time right now, right? Yeah. And and there's kind of this this mutual recognition that if they if Lito kills Asan Tariq, that that seems to be the moment that's going to um, cement all these precipitating events as well. Mm. You know. Yep. Um, but Paul is also kind of helpless to stop these things or, or not that he, he couldn't, but, um, you know, just, just feels, I, I like, I think he's at the mercy of, uh, these greater forces again, you know, yeah. or, or recognizes that his feels like his action would, would have no difference. You know, he can really just plead to his God, son not a godson but his son god his son that is a god yeah i mean that's yeah that that is all he can do and i mean yeah they get they get to the point too where you know paul's like well will you finally let me lead out a friend in death you know i i i really wish i died in the desert that day yes yep but i couldn't let myself then will will you let me do it now and then Lido says no yeah i i can't do that um, or even right, Leto does say no, but it's also a mutual recognition that even if Leto was like sure, uh, they both see the future where where Leto says he would use Paul's body, yes, to yes, yes, solidify exactly, it would his cement his plans. path. Yep, yeah. So, yep, so right. Paul, Paul also feels helpless, even killing himself again. You oh know, yeah, Paul, yeah. Because Paul's always had because Leto says, he's like, "Can't I just fucking die?" Exactly. And he's yeah. Never been able to fucking die. Leto <laughs> says, "Um, you, uh, I, I won't let you go out in the desert to, to, you know, die and disappear and be eaten by worms or whatever." Right. You'd have to fall. On your you'd life. have to fall on your own sword. But we both know that if you did that, I would use your body to further my, my goal here. Yeah. And, I mean, and, uh... and, and, and he and he he can't he can't accept that obviously. Um, right. so, so what we end up with really is is Paul submitting to Lido and yeah. kind of, 
I it, it it kind of seems like he's he's like going to be, become kind of an, an an advisor to Leto in a way. Um at at the end cuz I mean they 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 they're going to journey together. I mean there there there's some indication that that Leto is going to bring him to Gurney. Yeah. Which would be uh terrific. That would be a, a yep. great, you know, uh reunion. Um but let's talk for a second about about the 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 past, you know, nine years, nine plus years of of where uh, Paul has been since he walked mm-hmm. into the desert that day. Mm-hmm. You know, he he did go out there with the intention to die a good friend yes. of death. Um, he couldn't let himself, but he was also intercepted, and he kind of let that happen. Um, right, and he and, and knew it would happen, and knew it would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was very interesting to me was that what you know Lido has been going through for the last few weeks or whatever with being in a spice trance is essentially what Paul has where he's been for the last decade right true he's been the, they've been trying to the, use him for visions Shulak, right have been trying to get his visions and Paul says he has never once told them anything even though he has had visions Yes, which yep, which is right. also interesting. They've they they've fed him women and spice. Yep, yeah. So Paul Paul's been in this weird, like hell reverie. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it it does kind of feel like he's almost like hooked up to this like weird muadibi life support. You know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he he is he he is made to experience these visions, and I I really uh, appreciate what it reveals about his his fortitude that um you know he never once relents you mm-hmm. know and and obviously the the people of Shulak never once relent too you know day one does not seem like any different than uh, day three sixty five on the ninth year yeah you know, it's just mm-hmm been this constant uh horrible experience that he's been uh made to to live through and um you know paul kind of just has to shoulder this this burden it it feels like he's been made to accept this role and at some point at some point we know obviously he does gain some independence and takes on this preacher yeah role uh i don't know if if we if we've ever we've ever been told how long it's been since he's been known as the preacher yeah i i don't remember but i don't think so it i don't think it's been i don't think it's been for many years at least i think it's it's not super recent when we start the book but it's not super regular either it's not yeah maybe like one or two years yeah. before the start of that's Children that's, of the, Dune. that's the impression i get um and then we don't we also don't really know what the preachers i mean the, the preacher's end goal obviously is to divert this future from happening kind of mm-hmm. um and to kind of rebel against muadib's ultimate path yeah um but yeah yeah, I uh it's 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 still 
not totally clear if if he has some sort if if he has more in his back pocket, which I right. mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but it does seem like now he he is at Leto's mercy. Yeah. Um I mean I, I think he does relent in the sense that um you know he realizes what actions he could take now are futile, but Paul doesn't roll over, you know, and he... No. I, I, you're right. He is going to go with Leto, um, even though he recognizes that that is to, to Leto's benefit, to his vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but But Paul still states pretty plainly as well that he will do what he can to to stop the golden path, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that he still believes that, um, that to live out this future vision is morally wrong. And, um, I don't know. I really, uh, I really love this idea of Leto living out Paul's vision. And I don't know this whole time, like I've had the feeling that, it was kind of Paul's ultimate plan, you know, almost that like having the children in the first place and him dying and everything is like all part of his own like machinations, you know, Yeah. that, uh, that all the things that Leto was doing was not only set in motion, but almost like pre-approved by Muad'Dib, you know, he's like, this is all part of my vision. And yet it's, it's, seems to be really just a vision that Muad'Dib experienced and railed against like so many others, you know, that Leto seeing it through is actually bad. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That the golden path is, you know, not all that glitters is gold. I mean, it's no, I know it is. Yeah. It's it. I mean, they say that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, I mean, but the tunnel is fucking dark as hell. You can't see yeah, shit. Right. Um, but yeah, so so the one thing too that uh, where the one big thing that Paul says and, and can't like let himself be okay with is the Kralizek. Yes. The Typhoon right. we, struggle. We, we get more about that too. Yeah, and Leto's like, I told Mariz, so yep. uh, set that emotion too. Yeah. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Which so I mean. Yeah, the 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 war at the end of the universe or whatever. The, uh, it, it sounds something it's ungodly. Um, yes. And also, uh, um, well, uh, yeah. So it's it's it's. Leto says it's either the the Kralizek or all humans will be extinguished, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And Paul says yep. that he didn't see that among his right. his paths then Leto says that he thinks the sisterhood uh, suspects it yes and that's why they're kind of trying to manipulate him uh in the ways that they're they're doing uh so i i don't know it just it's it's crazy because we're only getting glimpses into these possible futures that that they're they're talking about and, and they're talking about them so casually because they are they're you know familiar with them in depth and 
I, I, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's great because all, because all of these, these future wars and future paths are, they're all up, left up to the imagination, and um, it's, it's, it's fun to be in a place where you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Um, right. But the way this chapter ends, all I, I think also is something we should talk about, which is uh, kind of Paul coming to terms with. Muad'Dib having to be destroyed. Yes. Which is something we've... Right, that he can no longer be the the hero. Yes. He can only be the preacher. Yep, yep. Which kind of seems like something that has already been, but I think it's it's more just the idea of Muad'Dib. Like, I think Leto is going to absolutely destroy his myth. Kind of, yeah. Um, which is interesting, and I guess that's for the benefit of humanity. But I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I. The thing is, is like I can, I can see how the Kralzek can be spun into something where eventually, I might be like, okay, like I get it, right? Yeah. But it kind of feels like I'm going back to that point in Messiah where it's like, okay, Paul, I get that we all agree that the Jihad is bad and that you see all these other futures in which uh, the future that you're living out and still feeding the Jihad is perhaps the quote-unquote best. So mm-hmm. it's like... But... <laughs> but, you know, me with my linear vision of time and feeble mortal brain on earth is uh still still left questioning these grand horrible terrible purposes and decisions that these characters are forced to live out you know yeah so absolutely. um i <laughs> i really like having paul brought back into the fold here especially with his outlook now because it feels like the more self-assured, the more righteous that that Leto feels, the less I um, identify with with his camp and his vision, and the more I feel like, you know, Paul is trying to repent in his own way for the, you know, horrible consequences and and, and decisions that he's been made to yeah. to create and face. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, it's just this weird push and pull of characters, and it, it leaves me feeling all, all, all weird. Yeah, and, same. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, oh man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it feels like, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm like, maybe just let humanity burn out, you know, if this is the decision that, that we're that kind of to face, yeah that, that kind of seems like the the kind way to do it it's like putting a dog down or something you know yeah that kind of seems like what 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 is morally right here but uh, uh leto is right. determined he's absolutely 100 percent determined yes i don't believe anything can sway him no and it's no. tough it's tough because he he's not even i don't know he's not even too morally concerned with the with with the suffering that it's going to cause he uh, 
No, he, he it feels like he's like crunched the numbers and just yeah. accepts it. He just accepts it. And not not only that, but he feel I think he feels excited about it too. Yeah. So, which is concerning, but not in like an evil way. Like it's not like he, you know what I mean? He's right. He's very I mean, I I think this does solidify and you know, I remember in Messiah um you mentioned that some people have have discussed it like this and it's kind of about like how do you kill a god yes and children of dune seems to be like well how do you create a god yeah right absolutely and yep. Yep. leto has moved from this place of humanity fully into just like a removed force you know that that human lives are numbers to calculate and yeah. not not lives to be lived you know and so if yeah yep. A million billion people need to die for only two to live at the end, and they can repopulate the universe instead of having zero humans left. You know, he would make that choice. Yes. And I think he, yes, would, he would uh do it with a wave of his hand. You know, I mean yeah. he, he fully has become a god, you know, not not the god, maybe not a caring god, but I but I think he has become a god, and I he is very, uh, you know, I, I think he just fully accepts in a very detached kind of way yeah. the, the and, decisions that he feels yeah. he needs to make. Yeah, he's he's sort of in a, in a, a, a god that is indifferent to, yeah, um, the suffering of of humans and yeah, um, just. I don't know, is 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 far is is just he's already far removed from that. You know? I wonder But we're only at the beginning. We are, I know, which is insane. He's and, only uh, just become this. I I really have to wonder if we'll get the opportunity to see what Ganema makes of all of this. Because it, I know. it feels like Ganema now sort of represents the, you know, the, it, it's very clear now, the point at which they split is the point at which Leto knows that he's foregoing his humanity. You know, yes. Leto yeah. has thought and Ganema has understood the whole time that Leto is withholding information. Yep. And it seems like it must have been this, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know? absolutely. And so they're parting truly is the the split the timeline divergence between uh leto continuing his human life and leto going down the golden path of becoming this god and i i you know ganima who has said herself actually now that i talk about it you know like i i think the line really is something like haven't we had enough of atreides gods yep. or uh you know you know, is there not, is there not room for humanity or, or she, she does say something very plain like that yes, early on. Yep. Um, and so I, I, there will be, or, or at least there is a setup for, um, for a, a reunion between them and I, and an understanding of, you know, how far they have parted. So something, Absolutely. you know, that is is not able to be reconciled. Something that yeah, um, yeah. Leto has lost so much in order to become this thing. You know, I mean, Ganema probably would not even recognize him anymore as her brother. No, nope. I mean, he's 
And it's it's Something sad else entirely. Yeah, he is. It's it's sad to me because there is a passage where I think Alito is like mouthing the words that he has to say to her yes. to to snap her back into uh you know, snap her memories back into place of 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 him not dying and uh you know, we know it's probably something he, he thinks about. It, right. You know, I mean, obviously he's he's discussed kind of what fate Ganima has within the scope of his vision, and also, um, I think I think I mean I don't know. I think it's I think it's a it's a, it's 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 very much a long shot, but mm-hmm. I think Ganima might be the only person that could maybe make some sort of difference in in this path that he's on maybe 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 at this point i'm actually left feeling like the charitable thing would be to never say the words to allow her to think Uh i mean maybe some of the burden that lita will feel he has to carry is to allow ganima to believe until the end of her days that Lido himself is dead while he becomes this other thing, you know? Like, no, you're absolutely be, right. Would it not be worse for Ganima to know the truth of what Lido's become instead yeah. of just mm-hmm. accepting that he's died? No, you're, yeah. Wh- that's, which, that's like true. you said, he has. In he a has. very real way, Lido has. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yep, and right. did die at that parting. So mm-hmm. uh, we did not really understand the scope of what that meant because I kind of just accepted at face value you know, oh, well, the, the death is this metaphorical one in the sense that the characters are going to believe it. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it is a very real death for Leah to become this other it thing. It is. Yeah. Fuck. Just like how Paul, at the end of Messiah, does undergo the same death. Yeah. You know, to become he the does. creature. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, they kind of go in opposite directions, him and Leto. Uh, Paul rejects it and Leto embraces it fully. Yeah, man, I don't know. It, it feels like there's still like piles of things in this chapter that that we could discuss. Yeah, I want to mention. We could never break it down entirely. I want to mention. You know, you you were right to say. You know, like some of Paul's lines, I think, are amazing. And um, I I love. I just want to read this passage because I love it so much and I want to single it out. Um, those who think you dead, Leto said, you know what they say about your last words. Of course. Mm. Now I do what all life must do in the service of life, Leto said. You never said that. <laughs> but a priest who thought you could never return and call him a liar put those words into your mouth. I'd not call him a liar, Paul took in a deep breath. Those are good last words. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, me too. Paul's just like it's better than anything I could have said. Absolutely, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I, I, it's kind of. I mean, I, I don't know. It, uh, you know, obviously this this chapter is very serious, and and you know the preacher Paul is is just you know doing everything he can just to kind of reason with his son. But yeah. the part that I do really like about the preacher when he's not in preaching mode is that it does kind of feel like it's paul taking himself less seriously 
Yeah. Um, like with this scene and then the scene when he's on Sluice Secundus too, where the preacher is just kind of being a, a, a wiseacre. Yes. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think that's, that's a really, that's really cool to see Paul kind of take off the, uh, the, the, the Duke, you know, crown and kind of, uh, mm-hmm. kind of just be a person and kind of. Right. And he yeah. does reject the ring. He does. Yes. Um, yes. Yep. You know, Leto, even, even Leto has this very human emotion. He He's deflated in a way upon meeting his father feeling like he will not accept it. And I'm sorry, I feel like I really have to circle back around this. I mean, in The Last Jedi, when Rey tries to give Luke back his lightsaber and yeah. Luke just throws it over his shoulder. Yeah. I mean, like, that is what's happening here. It is, I'm you're ju- right. I'm just saying. It is like, what's happening. You're, you're spot on. Um, so, man. Uh... <sighs> yeah. But. But yeah, I mean, Paul, Paul, um, foregoing this, this mantle, this mythologization of him, like it, I don't know. And I, I, thinking about all, all the world building efforts that, that Herbert has put in, it, it even makes me think of the appendix back Mm. in Dune where, they talk about the creation of the Orange Catholic Bible. Yes. And it makes me think about this a little bit. And I, I you know, I think Herbert is kind of commenting in in the in the Dune appendix I just mentioned, you know, that religion is ultimately this man-made tool and it's a story that we create and tell ourselves and over time it's you know, internalized into these enormous sections of our species. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess like similarly, when Paul is handed this, this ring, I, I feel like he recognizes that it's, it's this story that other people want him to, live out that yeah. he has this opportunity to to accept and build upon and live through the myth but it feels like at this point in his life he like sees through it completely mm-hmm. with this knife edge of his vision you know that he, yeah it's it's almost like he sees the whole picture now blind and yeah rejects it you know, mm-hmm. you're, right. you're um, right. And I don't know. In some way, I guess I, I see Leto. I, I, I think that Paul is sort of at this like very wise, larger than life, but like also depressed and destroyed state. And Leto is kind of like picking up the slack of all this arrogance again, you know, feeling like he sees to the end of time, to the fucking Kralazak. And yes, yeah. And he just believes that he can do all these things. And the thing is, is that I think Leto's right. I, I think I that he too. can. But, <laughs> but I think Paul is there to show that, um, that you know, even if you can, doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've, I Paul obviously seems to think, no, 
you should not. <laughs> yeah, that that is absolutely so, yeah. what Paul thinks. And I think it, it's interesting that, you know, Leto thinks that he is going to show humanity a lesson, give them a lesson. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, I don't know. Will he learn anything from it? Like, yeah. Not before it's too late, for sure, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, damn. I don't know. And, and then I don't know how, how, like, where do you think this relationship between Paul and Leto is going to go? And also, how do you feel about Leto invoking, you know, the Duke's last words and kind of. Because because from the beginning of this book, you know, he, he, he kind of has made this comparison between himself and his grandfather, which is right. which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I definitely don't think. I definitely don't think Duke Leto would be making these decisions. No, absolutely not. That's... So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Leto... I, I get the impression Leto will do anything, obviously, at this point, to stay on the golden path. Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, too quick to predict people dying at this point, but, like, it... I, I think that, um... Clearly, Leto and Paul have this irreconcilable conflict you know they're i don't think neither of them are going to budge on what they feel like is the best vision to no, follow no and leto is clearly the one in the position of the most formidable power and i think if it truly gets to a point where um you know paul is going to jeopardize that even in some small way leto might be the one forced to to give Paul the death that he's longing for maybe so um, that that might be his end so we'll see but in terms of like what what do I think about um you know their dynamic I mean it's not a partnership no you know? no it's not, <laughs> it's not. so yeah I, I, I yeah. think it is going to be kind of this this weird adversarial relationship where you know Neither one wants to harm the other one because there is an emotional attachment between both of them for sure. Yes. But also when it comes down to it and there's no more convincing left to do, I think it, yeah, it's going to get real. <laughs> what happens when the masks come off and it starts getting real? <laughs> exactly. The real world. Arrakis. Can't wait for that season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, One more chapter. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like burn through this, but it also feels like holy shit. Like I after know. all that. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there there like a lot of like big things happen in this next chapter, but it's certainly not as as weighted as as this one we were just talking right. about. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, Stilgar and Duncan, we're both just tired. After, yeah, exactly. After yeah. all this uh, After talking. After a, a long night of talking. 
Yeah, actually, I, what I love about this chapter is the very start of it, we learn how to say bring coffee in Fremen. Yeah. So that's a big <laughs> deal for us. It is, it is, yeah. Kave Wahid. I'm going to start saying that. Please do, Kave Wahid. I like it. Um, that's how we'll start every episode of uh, Average Joe's from now on. <laughs> okay, so sorry cause to, to derail us before we start this chapter, but... Okay, this Hark All Ada. Oh, yes, thing. yes, yes. Okay, I- so at at first, you know, we we thought maybe it was in a an event, mm-hmm. but it's also a, a person. Right. Thank you. I was thinking that too and I was not going to remember to mention it. I keep so on forgetting. Totally right. Yeah. Yes, because this this chapter opens with the passage, and it says the story of Liet Kynes by Harkalada. Yeah, which is different because I feel like we've been seeing it as after there have Harkalada been yes, before. yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's Leto and Paul do talk kind of about the 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 names they'll go by in the future, and that could be a different name for for Leto in the future or something like that. I don't know, but it's could be. Yeah, I'm imagining. I'm imagining it's even just kind of like an inconsequential framing device. Like it's a historian, like the way that um, Dune Messiah yeah. opens with the the interview. I, I feel like it's like that kind of a person. Yeah. Character. You know what I mean? Maybe so. So I feel like before I was trying to put these pieces together and like it almost felt like the Kralizek could have been Harkalada as an event. But yes, yes, yes. Now we know the Kralizek and Harkalada does seem to be just a person. So I, yeah. I think you're totally right. I mean, if it's a historian, then I mean they they certainly play a big part. If yeah, if we can or, dis- or, if, or at least know a lot. Or we can. I mean, if if they distinguish, you know, time, but like things, but of before and after Harkalada, then I think it's. I don't know. True. I, I think more than just a historian. Um, but yeah, it's it's TBD. Yeah. It feels like it could go either way, yeah. but um I'm I'm glad you brought it up because I I'm I'm with you there. That I, I read that passage and had that same light bulb too, and I was like, Oh shit, duh. I know. So Alright, um so essentially Duncan and Stilgar have been talking all night. Um, Duncan's really just trying to convince Stilgar, like, hey, I know of a lot of shit that's happening. Stilgar, you're being used Mm -hmm. by Aaliyah. Aaliyah is possessed. Um, Stilgar is is digging a line in the sands, you know, this very, like, harsh Fremen honor and adherence to um his word you know Mm. and so no matter what duncan says he goes no this is neutral territory i will not concede these are the the codes that i as a fremen naive abide by unfalteringly and um you know duncan realizes that no rationalization no no discussion can sway Stilgar. And so 
he sacrifices himself in order to get it done. And uh, yes. Duncan kills Javid, which I'm sure felt great for him. Yeah, I'm sure that um, that the, you know it it was maybe less meant at more. Yes, more, more Duncan there, not killing. Yeah, yeah, and and at first, I thought it was just um this human flash. It yeah. happened so fast. Of course, the consequence of it, you could tell that he projects that Stilgar is going to act the way that he yes. does. Um, and you know what's even funnier? When I when I turned the page, I saw the word like "lies dead" or "fell dead." Yeah. And I saw, and it, it was before Javid comes in, so I had this like weird whiplash where I was like, "Oh shit." Duncan and Stilgar are having this conversation this whole time and Duncan like is going to get so frustrated or, or so desperate to send out this message. He's going to kill Stilgar. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh -huh. And then I read it and it's like, Oh no, it's just Javid. Great. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it happens anyway. The opposite. Yeah. And, Stilgar kill and I was like, Oh fuck. I know that was the biggest. Oh fuck moment. Yeah. Um. So 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 Duncan seems to sacrifice himself because, and, and um, Stilgar recognizes this kind of in horror and shock. Um. That uh, he he must be made to flee with Ganema. Um, yeah, because even if Aaliyah is you know happy that Duncan mm -hmm. is dead, she's she'll be mm -hmm. act. I mean, she'll she'll be forced to act. Um out of revenge just because of in in from in you know uh expectation expectation and yeah yep. yeah so yeah precisely now, now he's on the run right and and yeah he has to grab ganima and uh yep. flee yeah i mean so at first at first i was like oh man like that's not how i wanted duncan to go but i actually really i really like his death. Yeah, um, I do too. I'm fucking. I love I'm, he, I'm sad. I'm sad that I, he's gone. It is sad. I know it is sad, but I. I mean, he just turns around and slaps Stilgar. I yeah, mean, <laughs> yeah, he does. He fucking slaps Stilgar. The yeah. badass. Um, and oh my know, god, obviously knowing he's going to die. So using the like the the three worst insults a fremen yep. could could ever hear. Yep. Yeah. No. I mean he. He plays him like a drum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it's it's simultaneously a, I think, like a last, um, like, act that that really validates his his mental intelligence and foresight and planning, and you know, also, also, um you know, shows his humanity that, that he, he yeah. uses that logic in service of, uh, you know, other people's well-being, you know, Definitely. their own livelihood, their own salvation. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Um, so it, it feels like it really balances and utilizes the, these, the, you know, his, his code of honor, his mm. humanity, and also his, his prowess as a mentat. Um, that that I think served his death really well in the definitely. End. So I, I liked it. 
Yeah, me too. But it is sad. It, it's very sad. Two two deaths for the Atreides. Yep. Died twice yep. for them. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, yeah. then there is the well. What if he is brought back as a goal again? <laughs> Don't think it's gonna happen. Don't think it's gonna happen. But um, no, I, I think we've seen the end of yeah. uh, what of Duncan hate. What a good death, though, for real. That's mm-hmm. that. It's 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 you know a true hero's death. I think. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it pans out, but I uh, I hope that his death is is able to be honored. Yeah, at least same. Yeah. Um, and so right. Stilgar is forced to flee, takes Ganema. Um I get that I get that it's um all circling back to some of that um uh, harsh Fremen culture and tradition, but uh I felt like it was a little unnecessary for Hera to voluntarily be like, I will go with you. And then Stilgar's just like, uh, yeah, bitch, I know you will. All my wives will. Yeah, like, you're (laughs) you're not special. Um, That was was funny. It feels like Herbert could have just had that moment as a moment for Hera, you know, because Stilgar is like, I'm not going to ask any of you to go with me. If, If you are going to come with me, now's the time because I'm leaving. And, you know, I, I feel like Hera, like, really steps up, and she's like, I will go with you. And then Stilgar just, like, completely shuts her down. Yeah, she's he, like, yeah, he bitch, undercuts fuck her. you. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. You're like my luggage. I know. Yeah, she's she's maybe the most underserved character. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it is sad. Um, I just... I. I think that with a lot of things, like, I, I think Herbert does these things very deliberately, yeah. but I, I feel like it's, in this case, um, it, it's not to say that all the aspects of Fremen culture need to be, like, uh, flattering or progressive. Like, I, I understand that um, it's very much meant to mirror this more primal, older sort of... Uh, um, like a, a harshness out of necessity and, and the different ways that that's like reflected in, in their traditions and their culture. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that's like the undercurrent that he's trying to get at, but when it's written out like that, it feels toxic to read <laughs> is all I'm saying. To, Absolutely. To read Agreed. the words on the page. Yeah. I, I agree with um, that. Makes me flinch a little. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think we'll kind of always have this back and forth with Herbert and, and kind of just ultimately need to accept certain things about the author and the way that he writes and presents these things yeah. in order to appreciate the larger story. And I personally, I, I, I'm able to do that. Yeah, sure. I'm just always going to comment on it when it comes oh, up. Oh, I think so. it's, yeah, I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing to comment on and, and address how fucked up it is. Um, whether it is like a part of the culture or not, it's it is, yeah, it's it's fucked up that that you know Hara is kind of seen by, um, I mean, e- like even Paul's guilty of this with with uh, Hara, like, yes, just seen as kind of uh, a, an expendable piece of property, like from the from the moment he you know kills Jameis, like that's like absolutely she's just used as a prop and it, and it yep. is 
and like raises his or raises Aaliyah, you know, like it's like she she's just used as kind of a nanny. I it's it's yep. it is fucked up and it's 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 a good thing to speak out about, even though like we we understand that, that these are different times in the same way that like times were different three hundred years ago. Right. More, you know. So it's yeah. Yeah, you're right. I know. It it's just exactly. It's like, okay, I I get that this is a part of how we're going to have the Fremen. It just it just it's such a small line, it feels like you just didn't need Stilgar to say it even so. But yeah, it, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. I know. It give, is what it is. give Hara one moment, please. Just give her yeah. one moment. But uh <clears throat> but yeah, at, at any rate, um uh, especially, you know, and then, you know, we, we even get, like, a hesitation from Hara. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. What about Irulan? And then uh, Stilgar goes, if she wishes, you know? I like, know. Irulan has a choice as uh, someone who is not attached yeah. to me as, uh, as my wife. But, uh. but uh, yeah, and so Ganima is kind of going to be taken as a hostage. You know, Stilgar understands that he's now playing into uh Leto's grander plan. He says yes. he remembers Leto's warning. Beware yep. of Aaliyah, you must take Ghani and flee. Yep. And he recognizes that Duncan uh sacrifices his own life to set this into into motion, to force exactly. it to happen. Um and so now Stilgar is is also going to be like, man, I hope uh, Ganima also sees these things because everyone's going to think she's my hostage now, I know, too. So I know. there's even this other layer yeah. to it. Um, yeah, Stilgar is going to be fucking lambasted whenever he's found. He's going to be... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he... I don't, I, I don't know how much hope there is for redemption for him. Yeah. Within Fremen yeah. society. Right. No, I mean, I, I wonder if this is going to force him to uh, to readjust any of his um, actions or, you know, is he going to be put into a kind of corner where uh, he's been following all these Fremen rules before his survival he needs to do otherwise or or maybe even retreat into the, the darker recesses of ancient Fremen tradition like Jackarutu and Shulak. Yeah. You know, they're kind of the outcasts of the Fremen. And they survive by, you know, what seem to be the most bloodthirsty and uh, and, and harsh rules of uh, of even the the most ancient Fremen. So, yes. yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't really think Stilgar's getting out of Children of Dune alive. Ah, uh, it uh, does not look likely. It it really doesn't. And yeah, oh, man, I don't know. A lot of these characters have have a have have, have a high chance of dying. Like, yeah. Like I think Aaliyah could die. Yeah, I mean Aaliyah's either dying or, I mean, there needs to be some sort of resolution with her yeah. and Baron, right? I mean, yeah, either there has to be. somehow Jessica's plan is going to work where Aaliyah is freed of her possession and is able to continue through the book, or she'll just die. So I can't or really imagine be, like, another fully taken over by the Baron. And just so, kind of, or just be fully taken over by the Baron and like, I I guess I, yeah I, I don't mean, know 
I don't right. know. It's it's not that these things can't continue. Yeah, like they they can. They could. But, they could. Um. Yeah, I really don't. Something's got to give. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Um. I'm happy Javid's dead though. Yes, and I'm happy Duncan killed him. Yes, that. I mean, it must have been satisfying for him to do. But it was also very satisfying to read happen. Precisely, for sure. For sure. Um. All yeah, right, I man. Think that might be it. Anything else on your mind? Oh man, probably. But you I know, know, we, I know. we, yeah, uh, nothing that's coming up now. I think uh, we've we've bled all this dry for the moment. Uh, but yeah, what a fucking yeah. I, I mean, potentially the the best five five chapters in the book so far. Yeah. Um. For sure, I'd really, say. yeah, really, really good, captivating yeah, I, stuff. I I really think that Paul Leto chapter is some of Herbert's best writing. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you. Just bar none. I would I agree with you. Yeah, it it was absolutely a joy to read. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's I here's where I'm at. Um. We, I'm pretty sure, again, we have the same copy. So we're on page 357. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many pages are left, yeah. but but just looking at where we're at in comparison to the rest of the book, I'd wager we have somewhere between... I, I feel like we have probably like a solid 60 pages left. Mm-hmm. And what we just read was about 40 pages. Yeah. And so... I feel like I know what you're going to say, but I'm wondering, do we do one more section of five before we do the the final chunk? Yeah. I mean, we, we might have to play this by ear and I see. I know. Like, I think we're going to have to talk about it as a good, because it's, it's been tough because like, yeah, there's some chapters that are two pages, but then we have the fucking, the, the, the long boys too. I know. Uh, so, I mean, 60 pages is not much more, I mean, yeah, we'll, let's, I don't know. Here, let me just mention, here's what I think. Right. So we'll, as we read and as we get into this, we can just touch base with each other, text each other, be like, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I get the feeling, though, that we'll, we'll plan to read five pages and then have one more episode. Because I think even if we did read from now to the end... Just like kind of right now, we'd have so much to talk about. It'd be like a three-hour podcast. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? Yep. I and absolutely I think, maybe for think our own sakes. Yeah. Maybe we do. Maybe we split it up one more time. Yeah. So I absolutely think that we have two episodes left of of Children okay. of Dune. Okay. Regardless of how many chapters are left. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you're right about that. I think that's for sure. Um. But yeah, it's it it, it all comes down to the chapter size, chapter length. All right. So yeah, we'll 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 keep in touch and uh, we'll we'll figure out if if we if like we want to just read the rest of the book straight through, yep, and then just split up the next podcast into two parts. Like that would mm-hmm. be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if there's you know ten short chapters, then okay, okay, uh, probably not. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. All right, sounds good, man. Cool. Um, any final thoughts or anything? I, I mean, we've, we've exhausted it. We've, I know, I know. Just like, I, I just feel 
I just feel tired. Yeah, I know. It's Up all night like excited and wired, but yeah. like I don't even know what to I know. say. I know. Yeah, I'm good. I agree. Same here. All right, folks. Well, if uh, you want to reach out to us, we have an email address, dunedudespod at gmail.com. The emails that we're, we're swamped with emails these days, so it'll be a little bit until mm-hmm. we get back to you. But, uh, you know, shoot your shot. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Krebs TV. Uh, rate, review, like, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, until next time. Kaveh Wahid. Hell yeah.